0: Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. We are live streaming today. If you go to youtube.com slash Casey the host or twitch.tv slash Casey the host, you can go ahead and subscribe and follow the streams there. If you're on YouTube, please hit that like button as well. Get those thumbs ups happening and also click on the bell icon to get notified when I go live. And I always appreciate the subscriptions on Twitch. If you prefer, you can just go ahead and follow. It's entirely up to you. Uh, yes, subscribing and following are totally different on Twitch. You will understand when you get there. All right, 574-25-95-95-3. Do have to give you a quick traffic update. We're still dealing with an issue at 17 and Beck, and that is affecting northbound traffic. Of course, if you have any updates on that, please let us know or any other traffic issues. Give Joe a call. He'll pass it on to me. All right, do you want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. What is today, Wednesday? Uh, kids shoot free today with a shooting parent. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more details. If you go to 95.3mnc.com, we've got this story and more. You should be downloading our app for free anyway in your phone's app store. Uh, we've got testimony starting in the trial for the bus stop deaths, which, of course, was a huge issue here and um, caused a whole lot of debate in the last legislative session on what we should do about school bus stops. Jury selection completed and the trial of Indiana woman accused of killing three children by striking them with a pickup truck as they crossed a two-lane state highway to board a school bus. Alyssa Shepherd faces three counts of reckless homicide and other charges in the, the deaths which happened on October 30th, 2018. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. Like We've had a lot of cases where the trials are starting right now, where I look at the year and I'm like, I can't believe it's been a year on this thing. Uh, we just had the one in the, the Texas one, with the police officer who killed her neighbor by going into the wrong house. And now she has pled not guilty. Uh, testimony is expected to begin on Wednesday in the 24 year old woman's trial in Fulton County. Six year old twin brothers Xavier, and Mason, Ingle and their nine year old sister Olivia, were killed. A fourth child was badly injured in the crash in Rochester. Um, I can't imagine what that family is going through, losing all three kids. I can't imagine. Um, Just absolutely horrific. She says she didn't realize that she was approaching a stopped school bus despite the activated stop arms and flashing lights. Of course, immediately most of us said, well, that means you weren't paying attention. What were you doing? Pretty hard to miss a bus uh, in October at that time of day. There's all sorts of flashing bright lights that illuminates in the, uh, the lighting at the time. So... A horrible case, and we'll be following that of course at 953mnc.com and right here in the MNC News Programming. Uh, what else do we have here? 574 95, 95 3. That is 2595953. 5, it just had it, it closed. Uh, yeah, there we go. Okay. So yesterday we had a little sanity with the the e liquid thing in Michigan. So for those of you who are listening in Michigan. The court stayed the flavored e-liquid thing in Michigan because Governor Whitmer, um, well, she violated her authority. The judge didn't rule that, but she did violate her authority. But the judge basically ruled that, look, if you ban flavored e-liquids, you're putting adults in jeopardy because they might go back to regular cigarettes now. Um, Yeah, if you can get your fix by not having to taste a cigarette or taste nicotine and maybe you want to have, I don't know, apple, cotton candy, cherry, whatever it is, you can't say, well, kids might want it too, and therefore adults can't have it. That's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. It's also based on on uh, flawed, very flawed research on teen usage of uh, vaping devices, which we have gone over at great length. So a judge stayed that yesterday. Michigan, you can now buy flavored e-liquids again. So you know what that means, right, Joe? It's Indiana's turn again, because Indiana has been at the forefront of embarrassing themselves with stupid vaping laws and here we go again. The leader of Indiana's main physicians organization says the spread of vaping related illnesses and deaths shows the need for state taxes to discourage electronic cigarette use. <sighs> okay. Dr. Lisa Hatcher, I'm just going to say it. And I'm going out on a list because I'm calling a doctor dumb, but she's dumb. Okay. This is, she's either a moron or she has some kind of a financial incentive here, okay? Vaping is undeniably safer than smoking cigarettes. So, none of the illnesses, none, zero zilch, have been tied to over-the-counter e-liquids. None of them, okay? They're all tied to to black market illegal THC, which is improperly cut with vitamin E acetate. Casey, why do you keep repeating that? Because you need to know the truth. That's a fact. That's what's happening. All right. Uh, The CDC has even admitted that the overwhelming majority are tied to black market THC and they cannot determine the others because you know what you got? You got a bunch of teenagers who don't want to tell mom and dad that they've been smoking pot illegally. That's what it comes down to. They have not been able to duplicate any of the health issues with over-the-counter mar- over perfectly legal vaping devices. They haven't been able to do that. Okay? So Indiana State Medical Association President Dr. Lisa Hatcher of Columbia City told the state legislative committee on Tuesday that Indiana needed to join in other states with excise taxes on e-cigarette liquids because, again, we're trying to replace money that they don't have anymore from the reduction of, of um, smoking cigarettes. A vaping tax proposal failed in this year's legislative session to make questions about the tax level and how to charge it. Hatcher and other tax supporters argue the tax could especially discourage teenagers from vaping. How would it discourage teenagers from vaping? I'm just, come on, uh, Dr. Hatcher. How would it discourage teenagers from vaping? Well, it makes it more expensive. Okay. But it's already illegal. People pay a premium for illegal vices, ladies and gentlemen. They always have. If making something illegal or making it uh, more expensive prevented people from doing things, and we wouldn't have a bunch of teenagers doing alcohol, uh, we wouldn't have them smoking cigarettes. Uh, There's still teen smoking, okay? And cigarettes cost a lot more than vaping. A lot more. And they still do it. Uh, so then you have... Um, then you have teenagers doing all sorts of things, uh, marijuana, you got the, the heroin, crack, cocaine, less on the cocaine, but it does happen. So it all depends on their, their income level. But they all do these things, and they pay a premium to be able to get these devices. So the notion that you're going to be able to go and tax something that's already illegal for teenagers to use and that would reduce their usage is silly and demonstrably proven to be ineffective. And at the same time, you have the Indiana State Medical Association president running around because Indiana has this really weird relationship uh, with tobacco. Running around and telling everybody that we need people to do less vaping, and which, of course, automatically means that they're going to go back to smoking cigarettes. If they're not going to go to cigarettes, where else can they go? Oh, yeah, uh, Big Pharma with the patches and the gums and things like that that are proven to be Less than 50% as effective as vaping. But Indiana has these, again, weird contracts. The Indiana Smoking Cessation Initiative focuses on prescribing and getting these pharmaceutical products to people who are trying to quit smoking. There is... An improper financial relationship with the state of Indiana and many of these groups, including the Indiana State Medical Association and these other entities that needs to be exposed. And it's it's wrong to go ahead and say that we need to tax this thing in order to save lives when the actual outcome is the higher likelihood of putting people on things that are far more dangerous and or less effective in working. In getting them to quit smoking, which means they're more likely to revert back to actually smoking cigarettes simply because you want to demonize vaping, even though though over-the-counter legal products are not tied to the current illnesses. But that's the argument that Dr. Lisa Hatcher made when she was talking to the legislature. I mean, these deaths show that we need to be raising taxes to discourage people to do it, except those products are not associated with the illnesses that we've seen. Not at all. In fact, not one case has been tied to them. So, like I said, you get some sanity in Michigan, immediately Indiana has to go ahead and be stupid. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3. You know, we were just talking about the air quote now, air quote, majestic photos of Kim Jong Un on the horse. I posted them on Facebook because, you know, they're going to be memed. I just like, you know, meme world, do your thing. Um, They're not only not majestic. You know, you can't be that big and be on a horse and be majestic. The horse is beautiful, by the way. I want to give all the credit in the world to the horse. It's gorgeous. Uh, But there's one where it's galloping, and Kim Jong-un looks like all of his lives are flashing before his eyes. I mean, he looks... Petrified and really, really scared. I'm surprised they released that photo, but they did. Uh, it's hysterical. If you haven't seen it, I do have it on my Facebook page. So just go to facebookcom host and scroll down in the post, and you should see it. But it's just I, majestic is the appropriate ironic word for the uh, for the post. Anyway, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. Do you want to thank R B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R B Car Company are your used car experts. I do have to let people know there was some confusion because we are doing a VIP ticket giveaway for noise. There, the, the VIP tickets are sold out. General admission tickets are not sold out. And I've got, I've got a bunch of people today and yesterday who said that they thought that it was sold out. It's not. General admission is available. You can buy those tickets now. VIP tickets are gone. Okay, which I told you they would go quick, and they did go quick. But, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a pair that you can win for free. This is just a VIP. General admission tickets are now available. Go to 953 msccom buy your tickets there. To enter for a chance to win the VIP tickets, though, text VIP right now to 45364. Message and data rates do apply. If you win... You can meet Fox News and MNC talk show host Brian Kilmeade and townhall.com editor and political analyst Katie Pavlich. Again, 95.3 MNC, you got to text the uh, VIP, text, sorry, 95.3 MNC.com to buy your tickets. If you want to win the VIP tickets, text VIP to 45364. Noise is happening Saturday, November 2nd at Center 615 in Elkhart, sponsored by Southwest Vision Center, 95.3 MNC. All right, so. Regular general admission tickets are still available for you to buy. Go to 953MNC.com. All right, here we go. Um, I'm going to do the the GM thing. I only got a couple of minutes anyway before I have to go to news break. General Motors and the United Auto Workers reached a tentative agreement on a new contract clearing the way for a union vote uh, tomorrow. Looks like they're going to hold it. And whether or not to continue with more than a month-long strike. Uh, The Accord reached Wednesday may bring an end to the union's longest national walkout against the carmaker in almost half a century. So it includes a $9 billion in investments in U.S. plants, signing bonuses exceeding the $8,000 workers workers got four years ago, 3% pay raises in some years of the contract, and 4% lump sum payments in others. Uh, The number one priority of the national negotiation team has been to secure a strong and fair contract that our members deserve. That is the UAW president, uh, Terry Deitz. In a statement, he said that the Union Bargaining Committee recommends that the GM National Council, comprised of presidents and chairmen from locals around the country, vote in favor of putting the deal up for ratification vote. Again, they're supposed to do that apparently tomorrow. GM confirmed a tentative agreement had been reached, but neither the company nor the union provided details on what's included in the deal. GM shares rose as much of the 2.6 to as much as 2.6% to $37.22 a share. Uh, that is the highest in 2 weeks. Uh, the states stakes are also rising from both sides the strike entered a fifth week costing GM billions, forcing workers to live on $275 a week and denting the economy in Michigan and the Midwest. Analysts at Bank of America Merrill Lynch estimate that the strike has cost GM about billion in earnings, and its striking workers may have lost $2,000 of profit sharing as much as $4,000 in take-home pay. Uh, The walkout also became a national political issue coming up at Tuesday night's Democratic presidential debate in Ohio, uh, which again, thousands um, of auto industry jobs were lost in Ohio as a result of this. So Again, there are some people who are saying, hey, keep an eye on the fine print of this thing. Courts might get involved if there's um, some kind of a disagreement or something of that nature. That's, that's a fair point as well. But it looks like the strike is over at least tentatively at this moment in time, and we will have to see if ultimately that ends up changing. Now, Twitter is also allegedly making a move to make it more difficult for us to dig up the past of journalists on their platform. Huh. Now remember, journalists were pitching a fit that people, and by the way, some of those people were other journalists, were looking into the past of journalists who were looking into the past of political figures and things of that nature. Uh, So one of the favorite things of journalists to do right now is to go back through your social media and prove to everybody that once, eight, ten years ago, you may have said something that would not be considered acceptable today, even though a decade ago was perfectly normal and commonplace to say those things. Now it would be taboo and it could be a career killer with the cancel culture nonsense that's happening right now. So what people started doing is anytime a journalist did this to somebody is people would go back in the history of that journalist and find stuff that that journalist did because I got news for you. None of you are clean. Not one of you listening to this program are clean. Every single one of you has done or said something inappropriate that could get you fired in cancel culture mythos. Okay. That's just how it is. So Twitter has long been a hub of public shaming, where old tweets are dug up, often by journalists, to shame and embarrass users or destroy their reputations and careers. Some media outlets, like the now-defunct Gawker, specialized in it. And again, the great irony there is that Gawker got taken down for doing what they were doing, and we should all applaud that. Having ignored the problem for years, Twitter is now scrambling to find a solution. But the question is, why? because mainstream journalists are now falling victim to the same tactic that they regularly use on other people. And remember, journalists were saying, no, we're different. We should be able to do this, but nobody should be able to do it to us. We actually had verified blue checkmark journalists saying that. They were writing whole articles about it in major newspapers. Following a number of scandals, some of which were exclusively reported by Breitbart News, including anti-Semitic tweets, from a New York Times editor and racist anti-Semitic tweets from another New York Times editor, cancel culture, a long, uh, long, a weapon of the left wing and mainstream journalists is now affecting journalists themselves. So cancel culture must end. Obviously, according to Twitter product lead Kayvon Bakepoor, the platform is exploring ways to make it harder to dig up old tweets. How? How are you going to do that? Fear of speaking in public and fear of retaliation, or fear of being harassed, and harassment means many different things to many people, or fear of being held accountable for something that is not what you meant. These are some of the biggest reasons why people don't tweet, which is why we actually take this very seriously. That's what uh, Bakepore said on uh, Vergecast, whatever that is. I also discussed some of the solutions that Twitter was exploring. I'm very interested in exploring how we might give customers more control where uh, ephemera Ephemera whatever um, is one of those dimensions. They're using a bunch of stupid dictionary words that nobody uses. I think there are other dimensions that while we can get excited and talk about uh, because there are lots of other standards of how other apps do this, I think other dimensions, you know, because we're talking about other dimensions that are just telling people there's a timeline to follow, uh, control around who can see or control around who can participate is really critical. He didn't say much there until the last sentence where he said, um, we're basically going to explore the possibility that you can decide who gets to see your tweets or not. Oh, so we're going to have Twitter turn into, I don't know, Facebook, uh, where you can have friends and things like that. And if you don't, then they can't see your stuff. So really, it should just be one of those things. Do you want your tweets to be visible to your followers? Do you want it to be visible to a closed circuit of friends? Or do you want it to be visible to the public? which um, Google Plus did, too, by the way. And uh, it was one of the interesting features of Google Plus that I actually liked. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. But essentially, it looks like Twitter is exploring the possibility of no longer having every tweet be open to everybody where you can get this sort of thing. They did this with celebrities, remember? Celebrities were going to have the ability to not have any of the replies come to them. So even though people reacting to the celebrities' posts the celebrity never knew that people were reacting to him because they had this was it Twitter black or whatever it was. They had this app that would basically shield them from people saying mean things about the celebrity because God forbid a celebrity say something and have people say mean things back to them. Uh, like LeBron James uh, opening his mouth and finally admitting that he's not a politician and he probably shouldn't talk about political stuff. Well, that's a first because LeBron James has said a lot of stupid political things over the years, but I guess talking about Hong Kong is just a step too far. So, we'll see what Twitter is going to ultimately do if they do anything, but they're chatting about it, about making it more difficult to look up somebody's old tweets, which is going to get very, very interesting for cancel culture. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. We are live streaming, by the way, youtube.com slash host and twitch.tv slash caseythehost. Whichever platform you prefer, please subscribe and follow us there. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, the little thumb, hit that thing, and then also hit the bell icon to get notifications uh, when YouTube decides you're worthy of notifications when we go live or upload a new video. Uh, I do apologize. I'm behind on the interview video editing that I have. I'm supposed to do. It's just been, I've been swamped. Over the past couple of weeks, I'll do my best this week to catch up on that. Uh, I got to tell you about natural CBD lotion. Okay. Um, I don't know when the last product I endorsed got this much of a reaction from people. I have a ton of people who are emailing me about this and contacting me about it. Some of you would just want to know where you can get the natural CBD lotion Others are telling me how great it's working for you as well, and others are telling me that they just got it and that they are excited to be able to give it a go. I was just talking with the folks over at eSigworks who makes natural CBD lotion. I was just talking with them today. No joke. I'm on the phone call, and she goes, did you take a day or two off this week? And I was off Monday because I had salmonella. And she goes, we noticed because we sold way less than we normally do on the website that day. Um, so, one, I wanted to thank all of you for giving this a try because I think you're really going to enjoy this product. Now, I use the CBD lotion. They gave it to me to try for a week. Three days in, I told them I was sold. We're doing this. I got neck pain in the middle of the night. I woke up. I get this neck pain routinely. This is something that happens on a regular basis every two or three months. And then for the next couple of days, I'm dealing with this neck pain when I sleep at night. Well, it got rid of it, okay, and it took about two or three minutes for the pain to go away. I then had my wife come to me and say she got some pain in the middle of the night as well. She woke up. She tried the the CBD lotion on that. Two to three minutes, she says everything got warm, and the pain went away. So if you are getting ready to go to the gym, put some of the natural CBD lotion on your muscles that you're going to be working out that day. That'll help with fatigue while you're working out. After you get done with the gym, put it on those muscles that you did work out to prevent soreness uh for the rest of the day and then continue to use that because you know we always get sore after we go to the gym so this is a way for you to help alleviate that so you're not you're not too too sore the next day right but if you have minor aches and pains this is what you want to use it's going to moisturize your skin it's got full spectrum natural naturally occurring cbd okay this isn't the isolate stuff and you get twice as much of the full spectrum cbd for half the price in natural cbd lotion that you get from the nearest competitors so again, go to allnaturalcbd.org, allnaturalcbd.org, use coupon code KC10, you save 10%, you can get it in two strengths, 250 milligrams or 500 milligrams, the choice is yours. This is THC free, had a couple of people ask us about that, you don't have to worry about your drug test or anything of that nature, it is grown, it is harvested, it's produced right here in the United States of America, CBD dot org, coupon code KC10 all right 574-2595-953 that is 2595953 and again you can send a text message to 45364 uh, 445 or so after the next commercial break I'm going to go over uh, Trump's first thousand days in office and some of his accomplishments in the first thousand days in office we're not going to get through the entire list, but I'm not going to sit and read you a list for half an hour, but I'm um, just letting you know that that is coming up in the next segment, so stay tuned for that, because it's a lot of stuff that you don't you don't get from people, right? Um, there's a lot of coverage of the, the president. Over 90% of it is negative, and, and while there are things that are legitimate criticisms that even his base would have issues with, for example, Syria, uh, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans are not happy about what he's doing in Syria, Uh, But there are a lot of fake news stories. There's a lot of false attacks against him. And those are things that have to be dealt with as well. Uh, As far as the situation with Hong Kong, people are asking me if I've talked about the LeBron James thing. I really haven't. I've mentioned it on the live stream. So we do it during commercial breaks. If you watch the live stream, you'll run into that conversation. Um, Look, LeBron James is not a wise person anyway. I think anybody's paying any attention to him when he talks about issues that require thought and, and contemplation, he's not that type of guy, okay? Doesn't mean he's not a nice man. Doesn't mean he doesn't try to do good things in his community. I know some of you don't like what he's doing in his community because it takes taxpayer dollars. I get that. I'm just saying he's not what you would call a very intelligent person when it comes to these types of issues. And when LeBron James speaks out about Hong Kong, and you have even barstool sports making fun of them, they have a shirt mocking him as a communist now. Barstool Sports, who's one of the biggest sports franchises in the country for covering uh, sports, uh, sports issues, they're really mad at him. And LeBron James stepped in it. But LeBron James has very lucrative shoe deals with companies who make shoes. I know you're going to be shocked by this. In China. <laughs> so he's, yeah. And now we're hearing that LeBron James pushed the NBA to go ahead and go after the the original Houston Rockets guy who tweeted out the Hong Kong support. And now LeBron James, now, miraculously, somebody who's been involved in opening his mouth about politics for a number of years now says, you know, we're not politicians in the NBA. We, we, we don't know these issues very well. Yeah, okay. It's nice of you to finally admit you don't really know what you're talking about, so maybe you should have realized that a lot sooner and kept your mouth shut about a whole host of other issues, too, that you've been wrong on. But he's not the only one that's creating waves. Superstar German DJ has been permanently banned from China. Do you know why? He liked a tweet from South Park. That's it. Again, all of these American franchises. We went over a list of Hollywood studios and businesses that have caved to China. Uh, Was it last week? I think we did that. And then you have South Park basically gone for the live stream doing that, right? Uh, Bleep you. And Everybody else is caving to China, and South Park's like, whatever. (laughs) So so China's like, we're not going to carry South Park in China. And South Park's like, so what? Our episodes are free online anyway. (laughs) Go watch them. We don't really care. Now, of course, China controls the internet, but you know what I mean. So this German DJ, um, whose name is Zed. Now, I've never heard of this guy. I'm not into this scene, but he's a high-profile DJ, music producer. He's been permanently banned from China for liking one of South Park's tweets. That's it. That's all he's done. Blizzard... Who banned the? Uh, by the way, that that kid spoke out now. The player, I didn't read I what heard, he said. He though. got he got his winnings back. Blizzard re- and they cut his ban in half. They they cut his suspension to six months instead of yeah. a full year. Um, they've cut the suspension of the newscasters who were interviewing him at the time. They also cut the suspension of the collegiate players who were playing Hearthstone. Their okay. ban has been cut to six months. And again, Blizzard's a video game company that did this. And they most um, recently canceled their Overwatch launch right. party in New York. Yeah, that, that was, was supposed the thing. to be today. Right. Now, so there was supposed to be this big Overwatch, and they did. They reinstated, as Joe mentioned, they reinstated. I didn't want to gloss over it. They reinstated his winnings because they had stripped him of his winnings when when he said uh, free Hong Kong or whatever it was. Um, they took all of his winnings away from him, too. Now, this is a world-class player, right? So, they've reinstated his winnings. His ban is only six months now. It's not a full year. And, yes, they canceled the Overwatch party. They didn't give a reason for the cancellation of the Overwatch. No, no, they did not. A little strange No, they they didn't do that. So, there's been a whole host of really weird stuff involving all of this, but um, they've also kind of responded, you know, and they're trying to say that this is all, you know, kind of a misunderstanding and, Trying to smooth it over with people, which people are not buying into. They're not going for it. And and they shouldn't go for it. Blizzard made a big mistake. But, you know, look, there's a big market in China. There's no doubt about it. But do you really want to kill your American market by supporting China? It doesn't make any sense. Um, You know, dollar for dollar, the American dollar is worth more than the Chinese dollar. I get there's more of them so you can make it up in volume. And that's the big issue with the NBA is that apparently the Chinese people, which I didn't realize this because I don't watch the NBA. A lot of you were informing me of this that there there apparently are more people who watch basketball in China than the entire population of the U.S. And not even the entire population of the U.S. watches basketball. It's not even close to the most popular sport in the country. So so okay, I get it. If you're the NBA, you might be a little gun shy about that much money. But you're also an American enterprise, and you're going to have to take a position that you know either you are going to adhere to players don't get politically involved anywhere in the world, or you're going to send the message that your players can get politically involved, but then you can't censor them just because China says so. Now you've got players again in the NBA who have attacked the United States. I know that, uh, the coach of one of the teams, Curry used to be a player. I remember him as a player. I don't remember as a coach. Um, he's out there. He's attacked the United States and the president and policy positions extensively. And of course the press asked him about this China thing. And he's, "Ah, you know, I don't want to really get into it. He's just running from the, the issue. So, and again, I'm not well-versed on the whole NBA-China thing. I'm just giving you some of the highlights, but it's kind of interesting to watch the NBA and you got the players saying, we're more than just players. We should be allowed to speak out politically. And then those same players are attacking individuals in the NBA who do speak out politically because they disagree with their position or it might hurt their their shoe deal. So you have to take a position here. See, when those of you attacked people like me or pointing out the Kaepernick thing, and now they're rewriting history, Kaepernick, this wasn't about the flag. Yes, it was. Kaepernick said he will not support a racist country. Okay? He said that. I didn't make it up. That was his position on it. It wasn't about police brutality. He called the country racist, and that's why he wasn't going to stand and pay respect to the flag. He said it the day after this happened, okay? It's not something that was made up whole cloth. So we were pointing this out, like, look, if you're going to be political, you have to be prepared for the fans to revolt. So, yes, you can be political. That is your right. You're an American. Okay, You get that right in this country to do that. But there is going to be damage control that comes with that. And these leagues have been supporting these athletes getting political. Okay. But now, because they're getting political and the Chinese are upset, nobody gives a damn when Americans are upset. Now they care about the Chinese being upset. Maybe some of these players didn't care what Americans thought because they were just making it on the back end in China anyway. So if, if China has a league of football players that ends up happening, so China starts their own league, um, then Colin Kaepernick's going to have a job, and he's probably going to be a real big celebrity over there. Anyway, we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 953, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Henderson. I folks, this is a story that I wanted to cover. Um, I actually reached out to the news outfit that did this. And because what was happening is there was a dollar, a, a dollar general that was robbed in Dayton, Ohio. And the news agency which was, I guess it's like, I think it's ABC7, the news agency that was covering the story, they interviewed the family of the person who robbed the store. So somebody went into the store, the Dollar General, and it was armed, pulled a gun out. The clerk pulled a gun out and shot the armed robber. The armed robber dies. Okay. Well, then what ends up happening is the family is Outraged that the clerk was armed because the clerk was not supposed to be armed while on the job. So how dare the clerk kill their relative? And they go on the news and they talk about. You know what? Just cue, okay. Cue up my audio. This is not very good audio, but I'm gonna try and do it. Okay, just here. here just listen to this. It's so silly. These siblings are furious. Their brother, who police say was ar- an armed robber, was gunned down by a store clerk. The pair acknowledges it was, he, that he was wrong for Roosevelt Rapley to try and rob the Dollar General on North Gettysburg Avenue. But they say the clerk shouldn't have had a gun at work. Rochelle and Juan Rapley say their younger brother, Roosevelt Rappley... All right. I mean, basically, but people... So everybody's been videotaping their DVR on their television screen. The video is nowhere on the news channel's website. It's nowhere. I went through every single news story that they had on this armed robbery. That interview with those people who are relatives of the armed robber is not on their news site. I sent them a press inquiry. They have not gotten back to me. I asked them if they were forced to take it down. It's a very interesting story.